The Super Balls podcast is meant for an adult audience only. It may contain sexually oriented content. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. Balls podcast radio show coming to you live finally live during this corona corona ness and man is it a good day it is it is a great day i am joined here by two thugs we got (laughs) the now wedded jackie and mike hello everybody and and your cat what's your cat's name okay Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, listeners, you think you might not know Mike because he hasn't been on an episode, but he's actually doing our new intro, which is fantastic. I paid him a small amount of money that he deserved more of. <laughs> but, but damn it. Now you own, yeah. now you own his soul. Was it, was it really worth it that you while? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. I was happy to do it, though, man. True story. It's like... Uh, we did the we did the audio clip, got it in, tried or I couldn't download it from Facebook, so I asked Jackie to email it to me. That and then she lost the file, and then you <laughs> redid it. But while doing the redo, I actually found the way to download it from Facebook, which is a convoluted <laughs> way through the browser. So hopefully, maybe if we're lucky, uh, we got uh, Dave Clark maybe joining us. I doubt it. He seemed like he was busy. But uh, you see us broadcasting live, Jackie and Mike from their apartment, and me from my bed. Welcome. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Hold on, let, let me let me. Right, you're broadcasting from where the magic happens. <laughs> and you guys have a nickname for your apartment? Some people do. No, oh. no, we do not. Oh, oh. Well, I know a lot of people that will nickname their residence their address, so they'll say it's like. The fifty-seven thirty-seven, or like they'll say, like, oh, let's go to the three twenty, you know, like. Well, let's say, let's say we're the half. We have a weird one of those weird Chicago addresses that's a half. We've got a half in our the fuck out uh, of everyone. Oh <laughs> well, that, that's interesting. I, you know, I really hate when that happens. Oh, it, yeah. Interesting about my address is this particular. Hold on, I'm gonna lower my volume a little bit. You let me know if you can hear me or not. But. Um. One of, the, one of the funny things about my address is this address is in an unincorporated suburb and it was never even mapped. Like Google Maps did not know where this address was. Oh, if you typed in this address, it would default to the neighbor's house, which caused me so many headaches with like ordering Ubers or food delivery. Yep. There's actually a way that I went through this process. You go to Google Maps and you can add an address. And then it takes like six months for them to review it and to approve it or deny it, which is, it's incredible. So uh, you're you're in a glitch in the matrix, right? Yeah. You know what? And honestly, like, I don't give a fuck anymore because honestly, like I've gotten mail here 
that's to the wrong address that it defaults to. So the mail people, they already know. So I don't even care. And it's really funny because the prior resident put out like a huge red sign like, hey, this is this house. And people still get it wrong. Whatever. <laughs> I just think it was, I think the funniest part was before the, the change in the maps went through, I would get an Uber to get to the train station to go to the loop to work. And sometimes the Uber driver at like 5 in the morning or like 5.45 in the morning would drive right past me. I'd be standing almost in the street because there's no sidewalk. So I was in the driver, but like, like drive right past me. I'd wave them down too. And there's so many drivers. It would just like, fuck it, whatever. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's besides the point. Oh. I wanted to see if you guys wanted to talk about your big wedding. Your your big, not even a big wedding, the big event. Yeah, so big. The big event. I need to know. Yeah, it was a very small event. How yeah. how long were we were we engaged? Like a week. Week. Yeah, week and I know, a half. I, I, know, I noticed. That. I noticed that. Uh, also, I was gonna say that I don't think that because it was physically small, it makes it small. It's big because it's it's a big day. There you go. Size no, I know. Yeah, we know what you meant. We just in our minds, it's, it's it was just small and intimate, and that's all we wanted. Honestly, just like, like there's something to be said about these big, huge weddings where you don't know yeah. some of the people. They're expensive. You're indebted it's for the so, rest of your life. No one likes it. And no for, one's comfortable. And to, for, uh, to fulfill a society standard, like who cares? Yeah. So. I, my my first wedding was like the fucking worst to Jimmy. That was awful because it, it wasn't about us at all. It was just about like pleasing yeah. everyone else. And... Oh, that's, no, I, can, I can't deal with that. I mean, there's a certain extent you want to put up with some of that for your partner's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but in general, you don't want to do that. And honestly, I can name names of people who got engaged where I just told them like quite honestly, like, yo, don't invite me to your wedding. Save two, <laughs> save two plates. I swear to God, when I worked over here at this company in Addison, my direct supervisor was getting married. I literally told her, like, yo, don't don't feel bad when you don't invite me or any of the coworkers. I'll speak for them. You save your money. <laughs> send us some pictures. Like, don't don't go crazy. And honestly, I think there's something kind of romantic about a smaller wedding, something better and more intimate. Yeah, so I don't, we I don't, agree. I'm we, have, guys. we have a total of uh, 10 people. Including ourselves, so, so it was just his parents, my parents, uh, his sister, my brother, and uh, my sister-in-law. So very, and my grandma. I'm a, just a little tiny bit surprised you invited your parents because the last time we spoke, you said you were having a little thing with your dad, and I, I'm still having a thing with them. But you, but <laughs> never ending. Never ending. Let it go for the day, huh? Yep. Right. Yep. I just figured I would feel too bad if I didn't invite them. But since then, I think I told you, you know, I kind of was on the outs with them for a multitude of reasons, but because they're terribly racist. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> just awful, uh, politically speaking. We're going to we're gonna yeah. put a little movie music on here. But yeah, go. Anything you want to tell us about your wedding? Any tips? Any tips? For maybe yeah. the person looking to get engaged soon? I'm not naming any names. Don't, don't, don't get a marriage license in Cook County because you can't. I live in DuPage, yeah, we, so that's great. We had a bit of a debacle of a situation because of COVID. What? Like, we would we would have gotten married, like, literally the next day. Yeah. But Cook County is, like, the courthouse is closed down. They're not doing marriage licenses. No, really. no one even picks up the phone. There's just a message machine that says, sorry, no one, we're, we're out of office hours right now. It's just. I think, so we have to- you know what the mess part, messed up part is? Theoretically, I believe that. Isn't it? Isn't it that they benefit the city benefits from an official marriage for tax reasons? Oh, yeah. oh, so 
So yeah, aren't no, they yeah. shooting themselves in the foot? Easy yeah. money, man. It's like, you know. And if I remember correctly, I think it even said it on the website that Cook County charges more than Lake County for a marriage license. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I'm in DuPage, so I, you guys can... Uh... Did we call DuPage? We had to call around to all these different counties to we look for... We called DuPage? Yeah. No, we called Lee County. So you want to be a Sorry. I want the video game music. I don't want this music with words. Do you guys like the Pokemans? Because I sure do. You can say no. That's, that's totally fine. <laughs> Alright, this, this should be good. This should be good. This is better. Some nice little conversational music. What? This is uh, the theme to Little Root Town. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty uh the only music is playing the actual <laughs> It's funny because I'm sure there's a, a lot of Not listeners that are pretty judgy right oh, now. What are you fucking <laughs> Also guys I wanna uh remind everyone that if you'd like to call or text and we can get text too. Uh phone number here, three one two six zero zero five four two four. You can't hear me? Okay. How about now? All right. I'm going to lower the Pokemon to almost nothing. All right. Just reminding the listeners that if you want to get in touch with us, phone number, you can text to 312-600-5424. All right. I think we're going to leave this kind of turned up and then in post it and kind of take it down. Everything sucks over Zoom. I, don't, I think everybody knows that already. We're doing podcasts over Zoom now. You can't hear me. Yeah, I can hear you guys perfectly fine. Like music is just okay, hold on. Let me let me ki- let me kill the Pokemon. All right, let me kill that. How's that? Is that better? Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, fuck that Pokemon. We don't need that. <laughs> we don't need that at all. I just like that opening music. It's been a while since I saw Spider Man into the Spider Verse, and uh, I really like that song. It, it was such a good movie. I am. Im- it's such an. Im- I'm so impressed. Like it's an embarrassment that Sony does not make more movies to that caliber of quality. It was wonderful. One of our friends worked at it. Yeah. What? Shout out to Jennifer Del Rey. Jennifer yeah. Del Rey, thank you very much. She's. Uh, she was in the credits. It was very exciting. In the credits, was she the voice actress for the? Madam Web. Oh, no, no. I don't know what she oh. technically does. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant she vo- did a voice in the credits. I'm like, wow, that's no. the only voice in the credits yeah. that I know. Some some aspect of production. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. That's that's really really awesome. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about getting into voice work. If you guys want to tag you along. Do great at that. Oh yeah. I don't I don't think so. I don't know about I don't know personally because I definitely know people that have a better voice. I think. My thing is I invest in pretty okay microphones. So if anything, there's that. But I mispronounce words. I don't know how to talk. I feel like you have a good range, Frank. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I've thought about it. But then again, I Can think... Can you do a smeagly type voice right now? My precious. No, I can't do it. No, I was going to say, <laughs> people that I know that have actually done it, I've known one person personally that has done it, and I'm not sure if you listened to the Man Cow Show when that was popular. Have you? Oh, yeah. Okay. If you're familiar or with... Loveline, but yeah. Loveline, too, is one of my favorites. Adam, Adam Carolla was maybe my biggest inspiration to start a podcast in the first place. I used to listen to him oh, wow. every night, senior of high school through all of college. Every Great. single night, Dr. Drew, and then Same Stryker man. when he left. Um, 
but no so like um yeah so the one person that i knew personally if you've listened to man cow brian the whipping boy i know him in real life i know i worked with his brother for four or five years at target his brother eric no no yeah his brother eric and that's brian his name is brian brian the whipping boy and I don't, I don't know if I want to drop their last names, but he's a public figure. Yeah, his his last name is Peruk, and uh, you know I talked to him for a little bit because he used to come into my workplace. Jackie, Chipotle. He didn't like Chipotle, but I worked at Moe's for a couple of months. The competitor in Buffalo Grove. Which one? Uh, Moe's. Oh, Moe's. Which okay, it, it yeah, was yeah. off of Dundee and the hell's that other road? Uh, yeah. Arlington, How- Arlington Heights Road and Dundee Road. It was off of there. It was funny because I worked for two companies like that were on the other side of the road. So I worked for a web hosting company on the other side. I worked for Moe's. He used to come into that Moe's. He used to drive out from Wrigleyville to that Moe's. Brian just, the Whipping Boy. Just to see you, Francis? No. he used to. No, it was way before I started working there. We used to go and pick up like 12 or 15 tacos at a clip, which didn't make sense <laughs> to me because... He'd get the hard shell, and you you have to assume that those things would be soggy by the time you get back to Wrigleyville. Yeah, that's a terrible choice. I don't know. Well, I know they since closed that Moe's down. They were not profitable at all. I kind of got a part-time there thinking like I could make my way up, and they were something like Chipotle, but they're nothing like Chipotle. Yeah. Their margins are super high. Their product is shit. They get stuff out of cans. The first day there, Jackie, you'll know how bad this is. My first day there, when they're giving me the tour of the back of house, there was a woman opening a can of beans. Okay. And they're like, well, our our can opener is broken. And like the way the can opener works, it's a simple vice that you clip on the side to a table, which I guess is not unheard of. I already had reservations about eating beans out of a can because we used to do things like a lot more fresh. Oh, yeah. But then again, I eat beans out of a can at home. Right. You know, who am I? Their vice on the... You would expect better of a restaurant. Yeah. If you're going to be, if you're going to be charging people such a high markup... You know, theoretically, at Chipotle's prices, you could charge for an entire can of beans. But you don't get that at all. You get like a third of a can. Anyway, their vice on the steel table made the table buckle itself. And they're like, oh, it's broken. I'm like, okay, this woman had the the can of beans was like this big. Huge, yeah. It was huge. It was an industrial. It was a restaurant industrial it, deal. It was one of those can openers, like the long ones that you yes, stab. that's the one. Oh, I love those. Yeah, it was. But it buckled the table. Well, yeah, because somebody tightened it too much. I don't know if they were like, I don't know. But anyway, this woman had a knife and she was opening up a can of beans by stabbing it with a chef's knife and just like hacking at it, blade side down. Not even dull side, and you got to think to yourself, this is not safe, (laughs) it's not safe, it's not sanitary. If you get the can open, there's going to be shards of metal in the beans if you even get that far. (laughs) And you're just like killing killing your knife, yeah. You're the knives are useless, they didn't even get them sharpened. They didn't even get them sharpened, Jackie. You know, they had the steel in the back, and they had this really weird sharpening tool that it didn't do a good job. I I don't know how it worked exactly. It just didn't do a good job. It's like a machine. You stick it in. It just, like, does something in there. It's fucking garbage. I really appreciated Chipotle. They did have attention to detail, like, even down to knife sharpening. Listen, Chipotle, I feel their culture as far as food goes, it's a great culture. Their food, as far as people goes, is fucking dog shit. 
<laughs> like maybe one of the worst companies next to McDonald's. And I hate comparing the two, but as far as people culture goes, they're they're shit, you know? I think they're good until they're not good. And then when they're not good, they're really, really good. No, bad. I don't even think that, Jackie. I think we just got really no. lucky because Dave Clark is a good leader. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. It was magic. It was Dave Clark. Dave Clark came in, let go of a lot of staff. I came on. Kat came on. John came on. You came on. Jimmy came on. Everybody came on. And I really loved when Dave Clark hired Jimmy because he got fired from my store. Right. After like yeah. three days. Yeah. Tammy was like, oh, I don't know if this guy could do the job. I'm like, dude, you didn't even train him. You didn't give him a chance. Like, you fucking threw him in the middle of a lunch rush on a short shift that starts at 11, runs till 2, and the guy's like, you can't do that to somebody. So, I don't know. Anyway, I digress. I don't talk to many of those people anymore. Man, I don't talk to anybody, really. Just like you, John. I have, like, a friend people I'm friends with. I don't really chat with anyone regularly. Again, aside from the people you just mentioned. Well, people, yeah, people kind of grow apart. You know, that's fine. Dave I Clark. do see things from uh, Patty, Patty Lechuga every once in a while on Facebook. I I talked to Patty quite a bit after we were done, and, you know, Patty's out in California. I, I, love, I love Patty. May her and her whatever girlfriend she has, I hope they're very happy. And I hope things fall in line for her because she is, a, if nothing else, a really hard worker. Dude, yes. like the hardest work. This girl. Yeah. She's like the hardest worker I've ever. She used to scare the fuck out. <laughs> you you think something could not be done? Patty would get that shit done. I remember I had to clean the fryer once. Record I, time, like I an impossible, inhuman time. I remember there'd be times like we would get we would just be fucked. I'd be like, I don't know if we're gonna make it out on time tonight. She'd be like, No worry, Barrientos. (laughs) (laughs) We we do it. This chingadera. (laughs) I remember. Oh man, it was such good times. Like her and Nancy and Hector back to back to back done deal. No worries. Relax. It was a relaxing shift. I really I do regret leaving that store, the Arlington Heights store. I always spoke so highly of it, yeah. Yeah, the Arlington Heights store was bomb diggity. Um, Dream team. Yeah, it it was really the dream team. It wasn't until I left that I started to really learn to appreciate what we had going. Same. What we had going, and it was really shitty because we should have been a restaurant tour store when we were at our peak. And we were trying so fucking hard. And it wasn't even Dave Smith's fault either. It was not even Dave Smith's fault. I forgot about Dave Smith. Yeah, I just talked. I talked to him the other day because I was in an Uber, okay, driving back from the loop. I was in an Uber driving back from the loop, and you talk to your Uber driver. You make that small talk, which I actually appreciate because I'd rather be a little small talk than like just silence. Some people like silence. Yeah, I like some. No, I I'm I'm on I'm on par with you. Yeah, cool. Little little banter, little banter to know that you guys are not serial killers, and you have a mutual kind of respect at least. I always appreciated there's a thing that like went around. There was an Uber driver that had like a laminated list like in the back seat, and like you selected what you wanted the ride to be like. <laughs> Complete. That's silent. on the app. Yeah, they built that. They built a lot of stuff, and they like, built that in. And they built like you can call the cops from the back of an Uber now, and you don't have to physically call because if something was gonna go awry before, you actually had to be like secretly calling the cops and say, "Hey, like uh, this guy's uh." pulling his thing out here during this ride. I don't know what to do. We're not going the right way. Now you actually can go through the app, initiate the emergency service. It will send your GPS 
location to the police department <laughs> secretly. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, anyway, I was riding back from the loop one day. I also used to work for Uber, which I'm not afraid to say anymore, who laid me <laughs> off along with 3,999 other people, which is great. Damn. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I was on my way back, and I was talking to this lady, and this lady that picked me up had, like, an advertising on the side of her car. So it was hard to tell that she was an Uber, and we were making small talk about that. And she's like, oh, it's my side hustle. All I have to do is drive around, and then for so many miles that I drive, they pay me money. I like it. I, yeah. I, I might do that. Any way you make money, that's good. Yeah, why so, not? Yeah, why not? I thought about doing that. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing when you pull up and you know your car is covered in red lobster or something. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's meow mix on the side of your car. <laughs> But what if it's Goya beans? Oh, know. dude, I'd be, I'd be. Dude, you, I mean, how much you, are they paying? <laughs> you give me Goya beans, you give me Cholula, give me some shit like that. Uh, top, like, give me Jaritos, give me any of those brands. Jaritos, yes. Oh. So anyway, we were making small talk, and she asked me like what my background is. Like, how did I end up at Uber? Because as an Uber driver, she was looking to get into corporate and. I was like, well, I was never a driver. I had a couple jobs in retail and restaurants. She's like, oh, what restaurant? I'm like, Chipotle. And it turns out she worked with David Smith also. Like, she knew David Smith. So then I went to his Facebook, wrote to him, be like, hey, buddy, this lady knows you. We both say hi. What's up? (laughs) Took him like five months later to just be like, hey, Frank, glad to see you're doing great. And I'm doing excellent. I don't check Facebook, but that's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, yeah, what is he, he doing now? He's not. Slim. He went to co- so he went to college, and then while he was in college, he was working at Mariano's. I heard, like sampling out cheeses and being like a cheese specialist. I don't know if I heard that wrong or not. And then uh, after that, now he's a teacher in displays, I believe. Wow, which is crazy. But he he would be an excellent teacher. He's kind of spacey, kind of surf dude attitude sometimes. But Wait, I'm thinking of the wrong Dave, I think. David Clark's boss, the area manager, David Smith. His partner was... The one with gray hair? He was, or the gay gay one? He was, he was gay. You're thinking of Keith Gay. His Keith name, Gay. His yes, name yes. was gay, but he was he was not gay. Right. No, okay, no. So I was thinking of Dave. I was thinking of... I was thinking <laughs> oh, of my God. Dave. You're getting the patch managers mixed. I didn't like Keith I, Gay. I didn't like him. I never met I like, him. I, again, I liked him until I didn't like him. I liked him until I saw a really ugly side. Well, here, here's my experience with Dave, like Keith Gay. I can tell you in two seconds my experience. He took over <laughs> our patch, and he was my boss. And Tammy took like so many vacations that I was always running the restaurant, which is fine. And everything was actually beautiful. Our P&L was great. Our labor was excellent. You know, I'd bust my ass there. I was like the thinnest that I was ever in my life when I worked there. Dude, you... you, you- you seemed like you were dying or something. I was dying inside, and it was it was hurting my relationship to the point where my girlfriend at the time was like, "Dude, you know that you know you know who I was with," and she was like, "Dude, like if you, if like if you're not gonna spend time with me, we gotta break up." And well, how I, many how many hours were you putting in at that? Point? Scheduled at, at Woodfield, I was scheduled fifty five hours, but then there was an expectation you stay an extra hour every day, so it was like sixty hours a week. Yep. Killer, killer. Yep. And then she would pull the shit where she'd make the schedule, fuck it up reprint a new schedule with minor changes but wouldn't tell me but sometimes she would switch me a day not tell me and then i wouldn't come in and she'd be like where are you supposed to be here right now and then i'd show up and uh like it was my fault that she did that when and then 
she was like, well, if you don't want this to happen in the future, just print out the schedule and keep a copy for yourself. And I'm like, okay. So I did that shit. And like three times I caught her pulling that crap. Because I'm not infallible. I was open to being wrong. So here's my right. experience with Keith Gay. He took over the patch because Dave Smith came back on his first day back. They fired him. Poor guy. I heard about that story. Yeah. And then um, within the first month that Keith was my boss, I never heard from him. And there was a conference, like a leadership conference that we went to. It was uh, me supposed to go. Tammy was supposed to go, but she was on vacation. And then Dave and Shelly were going to go because they were the GM and apprentice of Arlington Heights. Right. They asked me, Dave asked me for a ride and Shelly decided to tag along. So I picked them up from Arlington Heights, drove out to Villa Park, which is where I'm at now. And we went to this conference and it's the first time that I like, not the first time that I saw Keith Gay, but the first time I saw him as my boss, I didn't introduce myself because we were kind of just seeing each other in passing as we were all told to take our seats. It's like, oh, make eye contact. Okay. He said hi to me like he knew my first name, but we had never been introduced, which is weird. So then after that, like maybe a couple of weeks go by, uh, Tammy's back, whatever. And I get an email from Keith saying that he wants to have a one-on-one -on -one with me at the Starbucks that's next to the Chipotle in Woodfield. And I'm like, wow. And my, I know my, my Devo journal is stellar. Everything is perfect. I got the max raise I could get. I got the max bonus I could get. Everything was good. I, I called Dave Clark first. I was like, hey, hey Dave, what, why, they want, why does Keith K want a one-on-one? -on -one? And Dave, what did you know? He's smoking a cigarette, too. And I talked to him. He's like, dude, let me tell you, there's only one of two reasons, little guy, that they're going to call you for one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, either they're going to let you go or uh, you're going to get your own new restaurant. And if you remember, they were dicking me around for both the Elk Grove Chipotle and Park Ridge when that happened. And then that never yeah. happened. And then you went to Elk Grove. Uh-huh. And I was pissed off. And then the way that uh, it was Travis or Arturo, I don't remember which one, if you remember those clowns. I remember Arturo. I'm not sure if I remember. Tra Travis was some bigwig. He got, like, super huge. He was, like, a patch manager downtown Chicago. Is he, like, super white? Yeah, he was, like, super white and skinny. Yeah. But, okay, uh, yeah, so Arturo Zapata was talking to me one yeah. day, and he was like, Frank, I want to give you your own restaurant, but... It turns out Keith has the patch. He put his people. So instead, I'm going to give you this restaurant, Woodfield. It's the most, what do you say? <laughs> the, the most expensive earned restaurant in in the outside Chicago. I'm like, okay, is, that seems like an honor. Okay. So like, they, and then I had this meeting. And then I this first time I met Keith, I walked into Starbucks. Well, here's it's really funny. So that meeting, unbeknownst to me, was to let me go. So, what? Yeah. Oh, no. Right. So Dave Clark was right. It was either let me go to give me a restaurant. And it was because of, I read about this a lot later on. In fact, I did a, an, an article for some magazine. I don't know if I told you about that. I went on record with a magazine like New York something something. I could look that up. But I found out later on that they were firing a lot of the leadership to put in people to make less money. So they could fire you if you were making yeah. Over like fifty five k to put somebody but, in there at forty five. That makes sense. Well, yeah. So I was yeah. part of that. I mean, it was like their whole management. It's a pyramid scheme. It was a pyramid scheme. It was pretty shit. So uh, I remember, I got this. I, I'm thinking I'm getting a new restaurant because my performance was fucking stellar. It was great. You know, here I am, pickup shifts at Randhurst, pickup shifts at Deer Park, help run the store over in uh, 
Elk Grove. Or not Elk Grove. Was it Elk Grove? Elk Grove. Yeah, Elk Grove. No, you weren't at Elk Grove. Where were you? Estates. Hoffman Estates. Yeah, you were at Hoffman. That's the story. They're dangling around. I went to help out at Elk Grove, and then Myra took my spot at Arlington Heights for a while, just because oh, we were all right. we were all moving right. left and right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have a good memory. So anyway, I remember I'm on cloud nine listening to great music on my way, speeding down 355 <laughs> going to that meeting. And so Starbucks was next to Chipotle, and I was supposed to work that day. I was on the schedule. I had a mid-shift, right? So I decided I was going to put my sunglasses in the office before going to the meeting, the one-on-one with Keith Gate next door. Walk in, go in the office, and walk past the whole morning crew. Now, I had already gotten fired, and they had already sent out an email about me saying, oh, just so everyone knows, Frank is no longer with the company. We thank him for his contributions, and we hope that he has a great and bright future. They said something like that. Dave Clark read it to me. So I walk in thinking I'm still employed and everybody's looking at me like I'm a fucking ghost. And I'm like, what's what's everyone's problem? And nobody wanted to say a word to me. Oh, so I, I fucking put my glasses in the back office on top of the shelf. And I turn around and I go to Starbucks. And Keith is there with my Devo journal. I'm like, yes, this is it. Within the first two sentences that came out of that dude's mouth, he's like, yo, we got to let you go. And I'm like, well, what the fuck, man? And honestly, it's just like... The stuff that he brought up was, like, not my fault at all. It was, like, stuff from years prior to that store. He's like, oh, well, there's rust and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, rust on the doors. It's like, you let me go because you guys didn't approve for Bobby Doe to come out and fix that rust? Stuff like that. And I just, oh, Bobby! <laughs> yeah. One of the I other great Bobby. parts of that store, you know? Dude, I do remember, like, because I was proud of our store, but I remember just, you know, that whole section of people just like shitting all over Arlington Heights. Oh, there was a lot. So here's the thing. It's like instead of working together and seeing ourselves as a bigger family, it's almost like the competition to become a restaurateur became so cutthroat because they could only nominate one restaurant to go. Mm -hmm. And it was like then the restaurants were competing and then everybody that was friends or would be friends became like not enemies, but they just started shitting on each other. Yeah, because that's what they wanted. That's what they wanted. And like what was really funny to me is Randhurst got restaurateur almost towards, no sense. right. And towards the end of my career, I actually lived in Mount Prospect across from Randhurst Mall for a time. I would go into Randhurst all the fucking time, and they'd be the dirtiest fucking store. They were terrible. I actually I mean, there was no one ever like there. That was they, Amanda's store. I don't remember her last name, but that was Amanda's store. She was skinny, and, and Dave Clark had a crush on her. She was kind of pretty, I guess, by his standards. Uh, by his. Well, I mean, Dave Clark's likes anyone with a pulse. (laughs) You got a pulse, you're in. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Maybe even if you don't. If you're still warm, you're in, Dave Clark. That's what he gets for not being on here. (laughs) Hey, Dave, if you're listening, I hope Dave is listening to this because, hey, Dave. Why why don't you eat my ass? All right. That's good. Do you have his little uh, butt, butt, butt queued up? What little? His butt, butt, butt. Oh, you know what? I don't have that queued up, but if you'd like to request that, I, I never thought about putting that as a drop. <laughs> I, mean, I will I will gladly make that a drop. You don't have to ask twice. I, You know what? Great. You just gave me an epiphany. Like, I totally want to do that. Because that's the best <laughs> I, thing I, ever. She, she played it for me, and I thought it was fucking hilarious, and I had like, barely any context well, about the guy. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> We're having a conversation. The thing about this is, you know what? Honestly, it's not Dave's fault, but he he was getting a little, little, 
a little wasted. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know when you start getting a little wasted, your logic doesn't always add up the way it should. Oh yeah, no, no. And you can all... tell he was just drunk that whole episode. <laughs> I don't want to say that. I just I want to give the guy the benefit oh, of the doubt. Like, he, he admitted as much. Yeah. Well, anyway. So I remember him and I actually recorded a whole episode after. He's like, yeah, don't 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 put that on air. Let me listen to it first. And I just never put it up. It'll be like an episode for a rainy day if I want to publish something. Yeah. But the funny thing was, here we are having an intelligent conversation where because he was drunk and I was completely sober, you know, because I don't really drink like, you know, he wasn't giving me a word in edgewise. And then when I would get a word in edgewise, he would cut me off and he would say, but, 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 but it would say it like 10 times. But then, like, I heard that. It was so hilarious that he would say it so many times that I, I cut more butts into it. I, how many butts would you say there was? There was, like, I took a section of five butts, and then I just copied and pasted them on, into post. It, it, it seemed weird how many butts. It was notable how many butts there were. There, it was, but the way I edited it, it was almost ten, seamless, too. Right? Huh? It's like, seven to ten, at least. Yeah, I edited, so it was, like, seven to ten. But originally it was like five to six, I think. I, I just, I had so much fun with that. And it was funny because the next podcast, you didn't think he'd make the same mistake, but he totally did. And I put more butts in there too. Yes. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> I'd say just anytime he says butt, you just uh, put that in there. Yeah. You know, and it was so funny with Chipotle too, because it's like, um, I just remember when I talked to Dave and told him that I got like, go, he was just like, yeah, I'm next, man. And then it and was, right. <laughs> yeah, he was right. I remember he called me like a couple days before he actually did get let go. And he was like, oh, man, because I, I called him because I, I had just gotten a new job and I was making more money. So I kind of called it to like rub it in his face a little bit like, oh, hey, look at like I'm getting paid more to do less to sit at a desk and listen to Spotify all day. And, you know, you're still busting your ass. And then he was like, oh, Frank, things are on the up and up, man. I don't know what to say. Johnny, Johnny's my kitchen manager, man. And man anytime i'm having a bad night man we'll just work shoulder to shoulder <laughs> and we'll just have a good night and then uh and then i remember like he ended up calling me on speakerphone like i answered him on speakerphone i was at my new job and like my whole office was kind of listening and like he just went into deep he wasn't crying or anything but he's just like oh man i just got like oh man i don't know what to do and like he was i mean you know you freak out a little bit so yeah. like it was really funny because yeah. i didn't t- i unfortunately because i was this is a dick move i didn't tell him i had him on speakerphone but he calls me and you know, he just goes into this huge half an hour tirade of just rambling about why he was pissed. And it's totally yeah. understandable. So did I. And then, like, at the at the end of the whole thing, like, hey, Dave, you're on speakerphone. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had to be like, oh, who's listening? Can somebody tell me who's listening? Frank, do these people like Chipotle? Do they visit Arlington Heights? I was like, nope. I, I don't know. I'm like, Vladimir, do you... Chris, do you miss it Arlington Nights? They just shrugged. Because <laughs> I'm like, they don't go fuck. <laughs> Dave was so embarrassed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How do you like my drop game? Pretty good? Pretty good? It's great. It's great. All right. All right. Here. Let's... It, was good. it was good timing. Uh, you know what? I'll do a drop for you guys. Like, if you guys happen to do something that's drop. Drop worthy? Drop. I guess drop worthy. I'll automatically do it. Here, I'll give you an example. Just go ahead and start talking about, like, let me see here. Maybe something that you haven't figured out yet, like something that just doesn't make sense. And go. So tannins. Tannins are, I think. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I love that one. That was good. Uh, tannins are like the oils left behind uh, in wine 
and sad. Mm-hmm. So, so like, down and you, and then you yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they're from like wood. I want to say they're from wood. And there's something about them when like they drip down. The slower they drip down, the, the more aged. The more aged. Yeah. The, the, the generally a single malt yeah. scotch at my reference point. That's a really classy thing to have a mystery about. I was having a mystery. I've been on. I've been doing that keto diet like I used to do. I finally uh-huh. got back into. It. I've lost like thirty pounds in the last summer during quarantine and everything, which is great. And I, I took it all from you. I took all of it. <laughs> I think a lot of people <laughs> took it all from me. But anyway. <laughs> Like right now, I'm in a position where like I can't even buy clothes. Like I bought a shirt on Amazon, it came, and then I could not even wear it. Like a week later, like it was like that big where it was just uncomfortable. And if you wear Wait, clothes, what was, that, what was that shirt that you were talking about that you said like fit perfectly or whatever? That was a, was a it was yeah, it was a made to me- it was made to measure. Like I've been buying made to measure clothes because they're for me. That's great. The price. Oh, yeah. Listen, you go to Kohl's shirts at Kohl's. Nice shirts are like what, like fifty, sixty bucks. You get something I don't nice. Know. I, I'm a homeless, Frank. I don't buy. You are clothes. not. You are literally in your home right now. <laughs> but now, listen. If you have money and it's important to you, you find yourself spending more more money on clothes. And the off the rack stuff from the stores I found was just as expensive as a couple of like startup companies online that like make custom clothes. You just give me your measurements. They'll fucking make your clothes and send them to you. It's great. I mean, that's great. It's perfect. So anyway, what my mystery is is like I've been on keto. And, like, I'll weigh myself before I go to sleep, and I'll be awake. Now, while I'm asleep, I'm not using the bathroom. Right. I'm not excessively sweating. There's no place for the weight within my body to go. And yet, I'll wake up in the next morning. I've lost three pounds. <laughs> Where did that weight go? Where did it go? Can you explain? Can anyone explain it, Mike? You're, no. you're a learned gentleman. <laughs> Here's what you need to add to your game. Like you need to pair up an image with each, with each of these uh, drops. So like for this one, you could have the mind blown guy. Like, oh that's, yeah, that's no. a visual drop. That's not that's not a that's not an audio. It's not an audible oh, thing. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. I'm saying you could pair them up though. Oh, I do have I do have quite an extensive library of drops. It's just like which <laughs> drops do I want to have? As Dude, one you of gotta those. get some some old school love line drops. Uh, you you want to know how badly I've wanted to get what is his name when he does the the Native American chief? I forget. Oh, what, I mean, they're all they're all online. Chief they're Thunder all online, man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wanted to do that. Like there there are some really good ones. Uh, Jeff and I made a really good drop for the fat guy move. Jackie, do you remember the fat guy move? I'm not sure. The fat guy move was uh, something where you tell a story about something you've done within the last week. That makes you one. It's like a behavior of a fat guy. So here, I'll play the drop, and then you can tell me if you guys can think of a fat guy move. Here we go. I'm a fat guy. Duh. It's a pretty good drop. That's a that's a that's a Jeff drop. Oh my god, I'm so fat. Frank. So fucking fat. Like the door opens and like the subway guy like hears the bell ring and that music just starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you my fat guy move over the week. This doesn't always happen, but I don't know if you guys have ever like been walking through your own house or cleaning up and you got shit all over the place. It happened to me the other day. Obviously, I'm losing weight. And I'm happy about it, but like it happened the other day where like I was pretty confident. Like you, you size up a, a space to walk through, and like man, I can definitely fit there. 
And yes, I fit there, but the overhang on my stomach did not. <laughs> and then I found myself like scratching up against something like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Nope, well, that's definitely a thing that is a newer thing for me, but that happened to me at the beach when like the gate was closed. Oh, yeah. And like, you know. The beach. I, I think I'd always been, I'd always considered myself more on the skinny end of things. Oh, definitely. I, I would agree with that. And I could get through spaces, but I saw this girl like walk through and I was like, oh, I can't do that anymore. Like, I cannot comfortably make my way through yeah. that tiny I, space. You know what? You know what, Jackie? It's really weird. For me, at least. I don't know if you are like this, but for me, but, my yeah, fucking... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> my metabolism dropped off after 30. After 30, my body's like, yeah, fuck same, you. Same, I, I, I like skinny my whole life. Super sk- I, I'm, you know, I, I put out But you're still really skinny. Life. Right now, I had to be on it. Like I had like before when I did keto, I could be on keto for two weeks. I'd lose ten pounds and it'd be like on a good roll. This time I started keto, it took me a month for my body to even like lose weight. I was I'd like eat healthy for like two weeks, weigh myself. I looked down at my scale, my scale, (laughs) my scale would just be like, (laughs) and then it would say, "Why don't you eat my ass?" He would say that too. (laughs) You guys, I love that Kermit drop. I don't know if you guys heard the podcast episode Eat My Ass, but Jeff and I were talking about these ghost hunters. Went into a house, and the one ghost hunter said that like the ghost touched his ass or ate his ass. And then there was a oh. meme about it where it's like this guy saying, please, spirits, don't eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. If you went into a like a haunted house and you knew that that was like the ghost MO, would, like, would you I, still go? I feel I think I would. I feel like that's better than just like a ghost scaring you. Well, I I also, uh, we brought up like. like, Whose ass do you eat, Frank? Like, think about that. That's an honor that the ghost is bestowing on you. It's really funny because, like, (laughs) there's been times where, like, you know, you're with your significant other and, like, you get, like, somebody pisses that person off. And then your girlfriend's like, that guy can just eat my ass. And I'm like, well, that would be enjoyable. <laughs> Why is that a punish? Don't punish me with a good time. <laughs> or don't don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I mean uh, Tell us yeah. more about tell us more about you guys your guys' adventures in, in, in eating ass. I'm gonna play this happy music from Shark Tank while you pitch your idea. Go ahead. No, 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 no ideas. That was it. I used to have that as drop. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do something really quick. Okay. Frank, we've talked yeah, we've talked about this already. What's you're that? not a fan of Game of Thrones. You you haven't seen Game no, of Thrones. No, so again, just to just in two seconds, the reason why I haven't seen it. Plan to watch it when it was all finished. When it was finished, everybody hated it, so I decided not to watch it. Done deal. Yeah. I don't know why that happy music made me think of this, but I know, I know I showed you this, but now that we have a live audience. Uh-oh. Quick little Baby Yoda break over there. Oh, Baby Yoda. <laughs> but that's our uh, Game of Thrones thing. Oh, that I look at that and I see DMX. I'm like, who's going to give it to Who's going to give it to X me? X going to give it to you? X, X going to give it to X you. X going to give it to me. <laughs> but we put up all those masks together it was a quarantine project i'm like the only one that didn't have a quarantine project oh look at you put baby yoda there on the couch he looks cute (laughs) i'm gonna be honest with you jackie i'm gonna be brutally honest i already talked to jeff about this 
I am not somebody that grew up watching Star Wars. I am not. I finally saw Star Wars when I was twenty nine years old. For the first, I I watched the first original trilogy before the Force Awakens, and then I saw the Force Awakens. And it, it, you kind of you're breaking up a little bit. How? How did I not see Star Wars? even possible well no see that's the whole thing is it's not so what happened was star wars was forsaken in my house because my uncle liked it my mom doesn't like my uncle so just out of spite we could never watch it but (laughs) star wars culturally actually a great reason yeah just spite just lifelong spite but in a petty way that makes a lot of sense yeah so basically in a nutshell Star Wars is integrated so much into our pop culture my entire life that when I did finally see the movies, nothing was a surprise. I knew everything. You know, I, I feel like for some people it's cool to like not know Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father, Anakin Skywalker, whatever. I wasn't surprised. I fucking knew it already. It's like just, uh, and honestly, like, I feel like the nostalgia factor is something that people underestimate. Like, they are good movies, but a big part of that is nostalgia. And for me, somebody oh, that doesn't yeah. have it, yeah. I looked at it as a bunch of like, Cheap, big trouble in little China level puppets, which I love. Big <laughs> trouble in little China, love it. Known fact. Great movie. <laughs> Amazing, but like I didn't like it as much as people wanted me to like it, which pissed people off. And then I didn't like it, and then I saw like there is like the Han Solo movie. I couldn't even make it through that movie. Rogue One I heard was a good movie, but it was for me kind of boring. And like it was supposed to be real good. I don't know why I didn't make it through that one. I maybe didn't give it enough of a chance. And then Force Awakens came out, and while I thought some of the characters had really good potential, it was a little bit too fan servicey for me the whole trilogy through. And that's common criticism. I don't want to get into a bait. I, at the end of the day, I did enjoy watching them. It's fine. But and you have not you have not uh, dipped a toe into the Mandalorian. I have not, all, right? and I have not. And and honestly, I thought well, like first of all, John Favreau is like a fucking god to me, so I should. Yeah, awesome. However, I think Boba Fett is the worst pussed out, overhyped character in the entire series who just bitches out and rolls into a hole. And it's like, yeah, like, it's a really I really don't want to see a show about his, his people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, and here's the other thing, too. I have such a short attention span. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But he didn't die. Then. He oh, no, but, but I don't think anyone, even like, like I grew up as a huge Boba Fett fan, I've got. You know, I got the T-shirts, the proven shit. You know, like I, I used to have the slave one. You know, toy and everything. Yeah. But everyone knows his his ending was. But he didn't end then. Yeah, but it was really kind of. <laughs> well, it dep- I mean, honestly, there's a lot of people who will just watch that trilogy, and for them, it did. Like, if you're gonna take in the entire lore, that sucks for you because then Disney declares it not canon, and that sucks for those people. Non-canonical. Right? Non-canonical. Non-canonical. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't hate the Mandalorian, but I also don't know that I could commit and get hurt again. You know what I mean, guys? <laughs> Dude, I, I think I, you're, you're, you're fucking gay. You're in a way better place <laughs> with the Mandalorian. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you as much. It's gentle. Gentle. Like spaghetti western? I do. I like spaghetti westerns. You you will appreciate the Mandalorian if only for your appreciation of spaghetti. It's westerns. really funny how I got into those spaghetti westerns too, because like my dad likes cowboy movies, and one day he's like, "Hey, can you download some movies for me?" And he's like, "All cowboy movies." So I just started downloading like 
new generation cowboy movies. And it's not. Yeah. And like there was so many movies. And finally, like I started watching one with him, which happened to be Django Unchained or Django Unchained. Fucking amazing. And I'm like, wow, this is great. And then Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. And I'm like, wow, I really like this spaghetti Western genre as a whole. Amazing. Are you not a fan of horror movies, Frank? No, I actually love them. The problem is finding people to watch them with me because nobody likes them. Oh, that's oh man! Crazy. I've I only had it. one significant other that really liked them, and then she was too scared to watch them, even when we did. And then everyone else is like, "Nope, nope." People in my family, fuck no. My dad is like, "I'm not scared, but I don't like that shit." You know, like I can't watch it. With- <laughs> I can't watch um, horror movies with anyone. There's a really good western. I guess you. I- yeah. Can't even qualify as a horror movie. I guess you can. Oh yeah, there it's it called is. Bone Tomahawk. I've seen it. Oh, oh you've that, seen that, it. That's scary as shit, huh? It had that guy from the uh, Phantom of the Opera was the protagonist. He fucking gets killed. That he was crippled. It was weird. Mm-hmm. They put bones in their fuck. Well, I don't want to ruin it, but that was some scary shit too. I saw that once. I deleted it. I'm like, Russell, I, man. He's, <laughs> I don't know. I Kurt I grew Russell's up. A Tombstone was like my movie, like the movie my dad and I, you know, watched together. And, Hell like, yeah. Man, I, I just love that flick. That was one of my favorite westerns growing up. I watched all the Clint Eastwoods too. I haven't seen yeah. all the Clint Eastwoods, but I understand they're very good. The one that I they're did awesome. see has been amazing. Yeah. I got Hang go back. is a good one to start with. I have not seen many westerns. A lot of them are just old timey and just there's a charm about them where People were a lot less bullshit, and things were just like, if you wanted something done, it wasn't like, okay, let's go through the courts. It's like, no, I'm going to shoot you in the face, you know? Like, <laughs> what is what is that movie that might rifle my pony and me? What is that one? The what? It sounds it's like a, a John Wayne movie. It was the one with Dean Martin and the... I don't know. One of the things I can tell you is the worst Western movie I've ever seen, uh, it was that one, I forget what it was called. Wild Wild West? No, well that I've oh, never no. seen that one. I was a little young for that. But Great. I remember when it came out. I my you know what's really funny about that movie? We went to Burger King and they were doing a promotion about Wild Wild West. And that was at the same time Burger King changed their fry recipe because before that their fries were the exact same as McDonald's. They changed the fry recipe and they were advertising with Wild Wild West. And I remember had, that, dude. Yeah, I remember that. They had Mr. <laughs> Potato Head is like in their commercial, like, we changed the fry recipe. Yeah. So I remember we were waiting in line for food once in the drive-thru, and then like the lady was like, hey, because you had to wait, let me give you two pairs of these glasses from the Wild Wild West movie. Like They were selling those, like, <laughs> like the Disney glasses. These fucking cheap wire-framed small glasses for kids. My dad put those glasses on. He held on to them for 20 fucking years. And then when they broke, <laughs> yeah, man. then they Did broke. He- He's like, Frank, I want you to find me another pair like this. I'm like, these are what fucking kids. Like I'm like, these are cheap kids' sunglasses from the '90s from a drive-through. Like, let me buy you some men's sunglasses. <laughs> now you want those wild, wild west? No, the the worst emotional sunglasses. I will say it's probably not the worst. Even if I would have seen it, I don't think it's worse than this Adam Wait, Sandler. I have one not seen up. Wild Wild West. I have not. Oh, should, should I go back and watch it? That's entertaining. You movie. You're young. That's entertaining. When I, no, no. When I was no, listen. I was like maybe eight years old when it came came out. I think. Cool. And then when I was older and had the opportunity, it looked too steampunky for me. So I was like, yeah, I can pass this one up. Oh, does that mean you don't like steampunky? Not overdone. A little bit's okay. A little a bit's little fine. Bit. Little, 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 yeah, little moderation. Once you start mixing fedoras and technology, I get weirded out. <laughs> but, but now, like, um, what was the name of that Adam Sandler movie they had on Netflix where he was like 
a, like a Native American. Adam Sandler playing a Native American. Whoa. Remember that one? It was on no. Netflix. It's a Netflix special. It was so bad. And I saw it with my mom, I think, just because she loves Adam Sandler. It was so bad. I heard during the filming of the movie, several Native American actors wanted to walk off stage and completely, and a couple yeah. of them maybe did because it was oh so racist Don't and like. Them. <laughs> I feel like I, yeah, I haven't even heard it's of like, this. It's like, this, you know how like blackface is obviously a bad idea? Yeah, this is right. like Adam Sandler, a white Jewish man from New York, playing a Native American. What, were we going to put our toes into red face to see if that, that checks oh, out? Oh, well, I guess it would be red face. Yeah, so like, and, and the movie just makes fun of Native Americans. Like, everybody's name is something stupid. Like, his wife or love interest is like, sexy as a fox or something like that. Like, it's just, oh, it's not oh, sexy oh. like a fox. That's the Simpsons quote, but it's something like that. Well, everybody's like, oh, my name is Big Toe Two Tits. Like, oh, like all weird shit everywhere. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's so funny to think about the amount of movies that just can't be made anymore. Or just. Mm-hmm. We were talking about, uh, Dave, were, were you in that podcast? We were talking about Tropic Thunder. Like, how, if, yes. the, if, and, yes. if and when that could be made. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Was, I, don't, I don't know. Like, they definitely don't write movies like they used to. Like, I was, if you guys want to watch a funny movie, like a movie like they don't make anymore. Watch Police Academy. Oh, Bef- I love yeah. the Dude, Police Academy. Police Academy one. They tell they tell Eric Lassard, the commandant, like, "Yo, this department used to be a there used to be a lot more Johnsons of the right color too." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I now see. I used to watch those like religiously when I was a kid. Me too. My brother grew up I, wanting well, to be a cop. There were like so. eight of them, right? No, there. I think it was six. Six. Yeah. I'm not mistaken, I, there's six, but there might be. No, is there six? I don't know. Cause there was at least six. Well, I think there was eight. The thing about it is they stopped naming their movies movies by number, and then they just started going by, like, Police Academy, Hot in Miami, and then Police Academy. Now we're in Russia. Like, they weren't giving them numbers anymore. It wasn't number one, number yeah. two. So it used to be like, Police Academy yeah, 3, so this is on patrol. So Russia 1 was not terrible. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. There was some real slapstick in there that did not feel real i feel like it got to be really rehearsed feeling which is not bad but there were just some jokes in the first ones like when they sent i don't know who it was but they sent the two uh recruits it was the first movie but it had a reoccurring thing the blue oyster bar was like a gay bar then they sent the two cops in there that were like the straight tattletale cops were in there they got forced to dance and shit my god i need to rewatch those because i feel like you know, I used to think they were funny probably for different reasons because I was young when I thoroughly enjoyed them. Well, you know, again, like... I I, did, I watched the the Hot Shots movies. I, I watched some of the police came in, and you didn't watch Hot Shots. I did not watch Like, the Charlie Sheen, did you watch those? Part Deluxe? I did not, Part, unfortunately. Part Deux? Part Deux? I don't know what uh, it was, yeah. And then there was Johnny Dangerously. That was a fantastic I've heard of that. Movie. Those in that Mr. Bean, yeah, Rowan Atkinson. Oh my man, I'm totally off. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is I went back watched Police Academy as an adult recently. It, they were all on Netflix, and then they all got taken off. And I will oh. say that those movies definitely could not be made in this day and age because they definitely touched on issues like race and stuff. Yeah. The Naked Gun movies were fucking fantastic. Those were great. Oh, yeah. those were good. I, I need to go back and watch those. But I just remember. Thinking about Police Academy and be like, wow, this this shit's like really bad. But at the same time, it's like it's fiction and it's done for the sake of comedy and entertainment. And that's the only way I could really forgive it. Plus, things were different a little bit, you know. Not even, not even a little bit. They oh were yeah, like they, were, they were very. Which one was OJ in? Was he 
He was Naked Gun. Naked Gun. OJ? OJ Simpson? He was also OJ in... Uh, Simpson, yeah, he was in Naked Gun. He was also in Roots, man. He was like Kunta Kinte's <laughs> chief leader. What? Was he really? Yeah, what? dude. <laughs> OJ Simpson's running around in a toga on Roots. <laughs> I never saw the second half of Roots. I only saw the first half. I never saw any of Roots. Roots is actually a, an entertaining movie. It's really cool. Uh, I would say that, like the only caveat about it is like for me, I saw like the first half in high school. I was and, just gonna ask. Yeah, and then like we were supposed to watch the second half on like another day, and then like it never happened for whatever reason. So you watched it in school? Um, yeah, we did. We watched it in high school. It was like a like that movie day where like the curriculum disappears for some reason. I just never went to school enough to the point where I saw any of it, I guess. Yeah, I actually almost myself didn't like well, I had really bad attendance too. But that was also because like I had a lot of stuff going on when I was that young. Like there was a lot of stuff going on at home. Like a lot of it wasn't my fault. You know what I mean? My sister too. Yeah. My sister got into an yep. accident. Like my sister got her leg rolled over by a truck, <laughs> and like so, she missed a lot of high school to the point where they threatened to not let her graduate on attendance alone, which is kind of dog, dog shit, you know. Did I ever tell you my uh, middle school story, Frank? You can tell me your middle school story now. I don't think so. Uh, we do got to close up in the next six minutes or so. Oh shit! All right. Well, I'll make it quick. Cool. I never went to school. I never did my homework. I never did anything throughout middle school. Um, but they alternated between putting me in like remedial classes and like oh, AP classes. Too, yeah. Um, and long story short, it came down to like eighth grade, and I just like got basically straight Fs and was like never there. And my vice principal sat me down, and she was like, "Okay, you need to go to summer school in order to graduate." I was just like, "That's not." <laughs> No, like that's not <laughs> happening. Like I could enroll in summer school and do the same thing that I've been doing here, which is not going and not doing anything. Yeah. She was like, no, like, like you have to, if you want to go to high school, it's like, I don't care if I go to high school. And she basically was just like, okay, like you, you can go to high school then. You know, I like called her bluff. Like there was like, <laughs> there's like nothing. They didn't want me there because I think I like dragged down yeah. the school significantly with my uh, GPA. Well, yeah, they, they push a lot of people through like that. When I, gr yeah. when I the school that I went to in the city that was my elementary, like they were pushing people through eighth grade that didn't know how to read, you know? Like, it's crazy. But I think there's something to be yeah. said. I think we need to revamp the educational system in this country to, to separate homework from the knowledge that you actually learn. If you're able to test and do well, I think homework should be like non-weighted at all. Should not be weighted Agreed. against you. A lot of that homework is like busy work, and homework as long as you're testing. And that was my thing. I like I always did super well on tests. Like like I tested like in the top whatever percentile of my school. And again, Jackie, I think we lost you. And like fellow students would be mad at me. Like you're never here. You don't. Oh yeah. You're cutting in and out, Jaggy. You're just frozen. I can hear on, you. You're just frozen um, on the stream too. <laughs> it said we're unstable. Uh, it's okay. Well, listen, I, I I guess that's Zoom telling us that we maybe need to close up because you guys are completely frozen and silent. Damn it! All right. Well, listen, everybody. Uh, Jackie, if you come back, I'd like to say goodbye with you, but also. 
looks like you're not going to be able to do that. Anyway, everybody, this has been the Super Balls podcast. We're going to... Oh, there you guys are. Oh, hey. Cool. <laughs> I was just closing it up because I thought you guys were... <laughs> Thought you guys were a uh, sunk ship over there. <laughs> our, Drowning. Our internet is not functioning well. Yeah, my, mine is shit too. Um, listen, so I'm going to say you let me know when you bought a podcast next. World's your oyster. We can do it next week if you want to do it sooner. I'm pretty much free every day except for Saturday. Sounds good. Cool. So with that said, um, nobody called in, which is fine. I don't care. But uh, I think it was a great episode. We're going to publish it. I'll probably publish it tomorrow at some point. And yeah, thank you so much, Mike. Thank you for coming on. You're welcome back yeah, anytime. Man, I encourage you. We just, honestly, everybody always asks me what the topic is going to be or what we're going to talk about. I never know what to say because we just. Yeah. Does, it, <laughs> does its own thing. It's, it's organic. So, everybody, this is Frank. And then we got Jackie Mike. We're going to say goodbye to you guys. Be safe out there. Say hi to your mom. Wear your mask. Don't be stupid. Baby Yoda. And I will discuss with, it, with these guys whether they want me to publish the actual video from this or not. So, pick it up then. Okay, that was good. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs>